Welcome to another episode of the Hourglass Investing Podcast, a show on investing topics and company analysis. I'm your host, Jared Leary, and today we're going to be talking about a technology I am personally very excited about, computational physics-based software for drug discovery, and one of the companies behind it, Schrodinger. Let's dive in and see what this company is all about. Hello, hello. Excited to be back with another company dive today. This time we're looking into probably the riskiest asset in my portfolio called Schrodinger, a $1.8 billion company that definitely seems to fly a bit under the radar in investing circles. But first, a little housekeeping. If you're new to the show, I release podcasts every week on investing topics or on company dives. So this week is about a specific company, And to those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, I just wanted to drop a quick announcement that I'm actually switching up the release schedule a tiny bit so that I now release on Tuesdays. And the reason for this is that all of the company-specific episodes are based on super deep dives I do into the companies and release on my Substack. And those are now getting released on Thursdays. So I just wanted to spread out the releases a tiny bit. And also, you know, if you don't follow my Substack, you should definitely go and do that first for full access into much, much deeper dives into companies. These podcasts really get into about half of what the articles cover. But enough housekeeping, let's get into Schrodinger. By the way, yes, like Schrodinger's cat, that's what the company named themselves after. Uh, Not the cat, obviously the actual man and physicist, Schrodinger himself. So Schrodinger's stock has been getting absolutely hammered recently with about a more than 55% drop in the share price since their July highs. So I thought it would be an interesting time to reanalyze the company for a podcast. Now, I think the best place to start with Schrodinger is the actual problem that they're helping to solve, because this definitely is not your run-of-the-mill construction company or something. Schrodinger makes computational physics-based software that helps with the discovery process for new materials and new pharmaceutical drugs. Now, this is a big deal because the discovery process, which is basically just the stage where companies or researchers are trying to figure out what molecules go together to produce the effect they want, it takes a super long time, like potentially up to a decade of super manual work. Researchers pretty much have to take each individual molecule in a lab and test it with another to see if the combination produces the effect that they're looking for. And then they try it again with the next molecule and the next. And it takes so long that there's almost definitely millions, if not more, combinations out there that will never get discovered using this traditional method. But that's where Schrodinger's software comes in. And it basically blends two different approaches to finding molecule combinations. One is machine learning, which is super scalable, but not necessarily super accurate. And the other is a more manual physics and computing based approach, which is more accurate, but not as scalable. So Schrodinger got a bunch of computer scientists together with a lot of physicists and different scientific experts and blended the two of them into a software that is kind of the best of both worlds to predict how molecules interact with each other. Now, I don't want to dive too much into the physics part of things here, mostly because it's a little outside my wheelhouse and I don't want to sound like an idiot. But the main takeaway is that the software ultimately cuts the discovery process in half by analyzing up to billions of molecules every day rather than the 1,000 or so in a year that can be done through manual lab testing, meaning there's way less time and way less money involved with discovering new drugs, and they can be more effective because the software also helps to come up with optimal combinations, 
not just ones that sort of work together. So they're adding a ton of value to their customers, which, by the way, include 20 of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world by revenue. So a pretty reliable customer base that is dependent on their software for enhancing their discovery processes. By the way, I've mostly talked about drug discovery here because that's where most of Schrodinger's revenues come from for now. But it's also fully capable of being used to discover new materials as well. Now, this is a market that Schrodinger is only just beginning to penetrate, but the underlying process for discovery is identical, so it makes sense to offer it outside of just drug discovery processes. Now, material science is pretty vague, but just to put some light on that, it could be used to create new polymers or composites for aerospace companies or new microelectronics for semiconductors. Now, that's basically the company and the rough problem that they're working to solve. As to the actual business model, here's where things take a bit of a twist with Schrodinger. Of course, with the software, they license it out on an annual contract basis, and this is about 75% of their total revenues, worth about $134 million for trailing 12-month figures, and still growing at about a 20% clip, with nice margins as well, sitting at about 78%. Now, this is a fairly steady business for them, and honestly would be a super attractive business by itself. But the other 25% of their revenues, or $59.7 million, is where Schrodinger decided to swing for the fences a bit, and it's definitely the biggest question mark around the stock. This is what they call their drug discovery segment, and this is actually the company leveraging their own software in-house to try and discover their own new drugs. Now, they do this in one of two ways. They run purely their own drug discovery, and these are drugs that they are completely developing themselves from the initial discovery to clinical trials, but they also run discovery for other companies. Now, these are sort of interesting partnerships in that they partner with larger pharma companies, usually for an upfront fee, to try and identify drug candidates for them. And they're able to get milestone payments if they hit certain targets along the way, or if they successfully identify potential compounds, then they can get even more research funding or even equity stakes in the companies they've partnered with. Now, they did this with a company called Nimbus Therapeutics, and when a branch of that company got sold in February of this year, Schrodinger got a nice, fat payday out of it with $147 million in cash. Now, the pharmaceutical industry as a whole is super prone to consolidation and the buying up of tiny companies, so this actually could be a huge cash cow for Schrodinger. But where the risk comes in is that Schrodinger also doesn't have a ton of experience with hands-on drug development itself, and this is a kind of newer branch for them that they only started in 2018. They so far have not been able to make a single cent off of it. And also, if they fail to come up with candidates, they've sort of wasted a bunch of time and money for not much of anything. That's normal for a pharma company, but not really for a tech company. So by making the move into becoming less of a software business and more of a biotech business, they've exposed themselves to a lot of the risks of the pharma industry itself especially with these sometimes huge equity stakes in other pharma companies. It's kind of accelerating that risk. Also, while the drug discovery segment is growing faster than the software at an 84% clip, it also operates at a gross profit loss. So it's actually a money loser for the company on the balance sheet and drags down gross margins. Though, granted, this doesn't really factor in the equity stakes in other companies and the potential revenues from those. At the end of the day, though, this is just a huge risk for an otherwise fairly steadily growing business that was already benefiting from software improvements, from advancements in machine learning to grow. And honestly, in my opinion, didn't really need to go down this route. That all being said, though, the payoff for them could potentially be huge, and it really comes down to their ability to succeed in their own drug developments 
And they do have one in phase one clinical trials right now. That's a MALT1 inhibitor that stops the MALT1 protein from functioning if it's out of whack. And when these go out of whack, they cause lymphoma cancer. So if that goes through, that could potentially be huge for them. Again, though, they're not experienced in this area. They've never made a dollar off it, never got a drug even to the clinical trial stage before. This is their first one. And they have no history of commercializing products themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage it, even if they do get it through the trials. Then the other area which they really need to succeed at is a partnership with one pharma company in particular. This is their biggest partnership with Bristol Myers Squibb, which is a huge, uh, about $120 billion company that they entered a partnership with Schrodinger to identify some molecules. Schrodinger got $55 million upfront to fund the research on these potential molecules, and they're eligible for another $2.7 billion for discovery milestones throughout the discovery process, plus another 5-12% to royalties on anything that manages to make it to market. Now just a reminder to put that in context, Schrodinger is a $1.8 billion company. The potential payments that they get out of this are greater than the entire market cap of the company. So the money they make from this could be a real game changer for Schrodinger. And not only the revenues, but it would also really validate the value that Schrodinger's software provides to the wider pharmaceutical industry to have a successful collaboration with such a huge company. Overall, I think the drug discovery segment is a really huge risk for Schrodinger. The software is cool, the software is steady, and the software is what they have expertise in since starting the company in 1990. So introducing the drug discovery segment added a super high-risk, high-reward situation to what, honestly, I would find a more attractive business as just being a software company catering to other pharmaceutical companies that are taking on those risks in the industry. The other thing I don't like here, by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but going into drug discovery means that Schrodinger is actually competing with a lot of their own customers which is never really a great look and might make some of their customers look to other software platforms other than Schrodinger just to not support one of their competitors. So basically, I'm not super stoked on this part of the business, but I mean, if it pays off, I will happily eat my words on this one. Now that's Schrodinger's business model, kind of a tale of two cities sort of story. There's a ton more on the drug discovery segment like the different partnerships they have, the phases those are in, their equity stakes with eight different companies. But I think that still provides a fairly decent overview of it. And if you want to read more, as always, please go check out my super deep dive article into the company. I'll be throwing the link to that in the show notes, as always. Now let's get into some of the offense and defense for Schrodinger. If you're new to the pod, then offense is just the opportunities that a business has to grow and defense is just sort of how they can maintain their market position against competitors. So for offense, Schrodinger is really focused on validating their software with existing customers, making sure they are really used to the software, getting full use out of it in the hopes that they extend contracts and add extra seats to those contracts. This allows them to sort of ramp up their revenues with fewer SG&A expenses and also helps to prove the quality of their software to both investors and other customers. So increasing this annual contract values with current customers is a key bit of offense for them and kind of blends into their next bit of offense as well, which is feeding into their flywheel. So as more businesses use Schrodinger software, the machine learning aspect of the platform comes in and learns from successful molecule combinations and is actually able to improve. As the software improves, 
new and existing customers will both be more attracted to Schrodinger's software for the extra value it adds to their organizations. And in turn, that will make the software even better as they improve from these new customers. So a very attractive flywheel that helps them to grow and also serves as a bit of a defense against other competitors that are entering the market and maybe don't have the customer base to grow their own flywheels yet. As for other defense, Schrodinger software is super complex, takes a lot of time for companies to learn and integrate into their workflow. So they also have some pretty huge switching costs among their existing customers. Also, it's not easy to build software like that in the first place. It took a ton of time and talent for Schrodinger to build it. Uh, and they currently have 344 PhD level employees in their bag and a 93% retention rate with that staff. So another company would have to come in with guns blazing in the hiring department to try and rival the in-house expertise that Schrodinger already has. Meanwhile, that same employee base is helping to improve both the software and the underlying science of the platform, which, like the machine learning flywheel, helps to add value to the platform and grow with new and existing customers. So very strong defense and offense there for Schrodinger, and they need it because, and this is my main knock against the company overall, by the way, this is an extremely competitive space that Schrodinger is in. Like, super, super competitive. Not really that surprising because the biosimulation industry was estimated to be worth about $2.4 billion in 2022, and they're expected to grow at a roughly 16% CAGR to reach $7.6 billion by 2030. Not to mention, it's catering to some very huge and very important pharma companies, so obviously a huge market that a lot of players are trying to enter. And as a result, they have a ton of competitors, enough that... <laughs> I'm not even going to try to get into them all or list them all, but I'll just give you the numbers. There's three big publicly traded companies that have platforms competing with Schrodinger's, as well as nine private companies and six major university programs that are doing the same stuff, but not even looking to commercialize it. So yeah, they need all the defense and all the offense that they can get to stay competitive in this market. Now that's the software. The drug discovery market is a different box of frogs entirely. It's way bigger, uh, about 56 billion in 2022, with a 9% CAGR to reach 133 billion by 2032. But obviously they're competing against even more people in this space, including some industry giants and, like I mentioned earlier, some of their own customers. I think that's a fairly good overview of the industry overall. So we covered Schrodinger, the company, and the problem that they're trying to solve, plus Schrodinger, the business, and how they get their revenues, maintain and grow those revenues, and the industry that they operate in. So I'll call it an episode here, bit of a shorter one today, but if Schrodinger piques your interest at all, I'd really recommend checking out the deep dive article on the business. It's a super complicated, super nuanced company with a ton of other risks that I wasn't able to get into today, Plus, I do get a little bit more into some of the underlying science, so definitely check that out if you're interested in Schrodinger. Again, I'll drop the link to that in the show notes. I think just from this episode, though, you should get a sense of you know how this is one of the riskier assets in my portfolio. It's got a ton of competition with a competitive edge that's honestly kind of hard to understand and is also based on underlying formulas that, you know, if competitors are able to improve on, could render Schrodinger obsolete. Plus, the drug discovery segment is a complete wild card. 
All that, and it trades at a pretty elevated valuation, even after a 55% drop. So lots of risks, but also lots of potential reward. I will say that I see this technology being super vital to the pharma industry. And some platform in this space is definitely going to succeed in a spectacular way. My money is quite literally on Schrodinger being this leader, but only time will tell. With that, folks, I'll call it an episode. Happy investing and see you next week. All right, that's all for this episode of the Hourglass Investing Podcast. I hope you got something from this dive into Schrodinger and that you're keen on reading up on it some more. You know, it's a super interesting company, a bit of a roller coaster investment opportunity. So I'd love to hear from you on your thoughts on Schrodinger. Drop a comment in the episode and let me know. And if you enjoyed the episode today, I'd love a quick rating on the show. It takes about 30 seconds out of your day and does a lot to help us out with the algorithms. Uh, if you're keen on getting in on some more of the Hourglass action, hit us up on Substack at Hourglass Investing, on our website at hourglassnetwork.ca, or on Twitter at Hourglass Network, and that's spelled without the O. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Quick disclaimer here, folks. I'm not a financial advisor, analyst, planner, or anything else to do with finance except a huge nerd. Please don't take anything you hear as investment advice and do your own research before making your own investment decisions. This show is just meant for entertainment and education. And extra disclaimer, I do own shares in Schrodinger.